This is the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with Mike Neal. Mike Neal has been consulting credit unions for nearly two decades now. He and his team help companies with three aspects of growth, cultural development, leadership, and management development. To learn more about how Mike Neal and his team can help your credit union grow, visit servicestarconsulting.com. Producing this episode, I'm Chad Harrington. This is season two of the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. And today's episode is the connection between member experience and employee engagement, where Mike and I talk about the critical elements that make for a great member experience. But it all starts with employee engagement. So this episode focuses on the connection between these two vital elements for any credit union. Here's Mike Neal on the Credit Union Leadership Podcast. Mike, I know this may sound simple, but would you mind defining the two headline terms for this episode, member experience and employee engagement? The best way to put it is that your members are never going to love your credit union until your employees love it first. And organizations spend time and money on member experience and trying to improve the ease of use, trying to improve their technologies, trying to develop their sales skills of their employees when these employees are not engaged in the work that they're assigned to do. They're just waiting for Friday uh, or hoping for a snow day, (laughs) waiting for vacation. And so you have disengaged employees serving members using great technology, but it's still going to leave the member experience lacking because when it comes down to it, if you have someone who's disengaged, they're not going to create a great image for the credit union. They're not going to go out of their way to solve problems for the member, to be flexible, to find ways to make things work. So you really can't get around the idea of employee engagement when it comes to member experience, but this is something not a lot of people are talking about. They're talking about them as they're two independent issues, and they're, clearly I don't believe they are. So why would credit union leaders be interested in these two topics? Because both of these topics are leadership-driven. So let's just start with employee engagement. The Gallup Group recently released some research which indicated 70% of an employee's engagement is directly attributable to their direct manager. So all the things that an organization might do, whether it be employee wellness programs, um, in-house massage, pizza days, wear jeans, wear casual, etc. It comes down to who is my manager and are they good at their job? That's 70% of employee engagement. Uh, So who's going to equip managers? Leaders. Uh, And then when it comes to member experience, I think it's important to understand that you're talking about, for a credit union, changing culture. And I really like to use the term enhancing the culture because the purpose of a credit union really is member experience. If you think about the purpose of a credit union as being there to improve the financial well-being of its members. So regardless of what the mission statement of the credit union says, that is the purpose. So really, member experience is intersecting the credit union with its core purpose. But that being said, most credit unions operate more like a money warehouse where the operation and the efficiency and uh, making sure that everything's in balance and um, there's no mistakes and errors 
as really the primary focus and member experience is something we talk about. So that's why those two are inextricably linked and that's why they're both leadership issues. Now, I think it's important to define employee engagement because and we'll probably need to define member experience as well, but employee engagement is the intellectual and emotional commitment to something, a work, that produces a behavior. And this is really important. Employee engagement is not just a feeling. You can measure employee engagement because employee engagement produces a behavior. That's why we've moved away from the term employee satisfaction, employee satisfaction surveys. I can be satisfied with my workplace, but it doesn't change my behavior. It doesn't make me work more effectively. It doesn't make me more committed to my work. So this idea of employee engagement is taking employee satisfaction to an entirely different level. So it's the intellectual and emotional commitment to the work which produces a behavior which then allows the credit union to fulfill its purposes and mission with its members and its community. So we can see just in that definition that it involves member experience because that's what we're trying to do as an outcome is positively impact our members and the communities. But employee engagement produces a behavior. So it's really easier to measure uh, in some ways because are we getting the behaviors we expect? No, we're not. Well, then engagement's lacking. Oh, I see. Yeah. So member experience in one sense is the outworking of employee engagement. Absolutely. And if if you define member experience as being great member experience, right? A member is going to have an experience either <laughs> That's way. Right. Yeah, right? it's like temperature. It's kind of but, neutral. You got to make it good. Right. But a, a outstanding member experience cannot happen without engaged employees. And so many credit unions that I talk to, what they want to do is work on member experience and they don't understand where employee engagement intersects. The reason my company has been so successful in the credit union space with member uh, in experience is that we do things that create employee engagement toward the task of identifying member needs and recommending solutions. So you, you, can, you can get somebody to do something by giving them incentives. That doesn't create engagement. That just causes people to do whatever you're willing to pay them money to do. And if the money isn't what they want, then they'll say, no, I'm still going to vote no. And then you could, you could threaten them to do it. You say, if you don't do it, we're going to fire you. And they will do just enough not to get fired. So that's not going to engage them. That just gets them to a minimum expectation. So really, when you think about it, uh, if you, if you want to perform at a high level, Incentives aren't going to get you there. Threatening to fire employees isn't going to get them there. It's them saying, this is something I really need to be doing because it makes a positive difference for people. And this is just really an important concept. Uh, you know, 100% of the top selling credit unions in the United States are service star clients, uh, our member experience uh, program. Well, why is that? You know, why are... Uh, two of the last few uh, NAFQ credit unions of the year are clients. Because the difference is we connect the employee with the work in a way that engages them rather than how do we create tricks for the leadership team to manipulate the employees. And see, people are smart today. They know when they're being objectified, right? When you roll out incentives to somebody these days, they don't go, oh, wow, extra money. I'm going for it. <laughs> They'll go, no, what's the catch? Yeah. You know, when you say, hey, if you don't do this, you're in big trouble. They say, 
how much trouble am I really going to be in when you're already shorthanded, you can't fire me, right? And so through marketing, people are just much more aware through marketing and media and, and all the tricks organizations have used to try to get them fired up, excited. They understand a scheme. And so they also then understand authenticity. And this is super important because if I can authentically understand the value of my work to people, you've got me. Right. You've got me. And I think that's that's something we can't miss on. Mike, let's talk a little bit more about member experience. You know, if you were to kind of break it down, what mm -hmm. factors exactly impact member experience? Well, any of your technologies impact member experience. Uh, member experience is most easily defined by the answer to the question, how easy did we make it to do business with you, right? So in the experience hierarchy, uh, you've basically got three levels. Uh, the lowest level on the pyramid is, did I meet your needs? I think credit unions do a really good job of that. You walk in, you say, I'd like to deposit this. We go, sure, glad to help you. What else can I do for you? Here's uh, some water. Right, and uh, have a good one, right? <laughs> Off you go. Th then how easy did you make it to do business with me? And so I think this is where credit unions are trying to step into and learn some things. So your technology is involved, um, your website, your online uh, banking, your mobile banking. The challenge there is a lot of third-party vendors control your member experience now, but that's important. Uh, having flexible staff, they'll say, well, let's take a look and see what we can do rather than somebody who says, well, we can't do that because it's our procedure that we don't. Now we're starting to intersect employee engagement a little bit, right? Because it takes an engaged person to say, let's find a way to make it work rather than let's find a reason I can't do it. But then the highest level, the highest level of uh, member experience is you made that enjoyable for me to do. I actually enjoyed talking to you on the phone. I actually enjoyed and was impressed by how easy it was to do that. I actually enjoyed stopping in and talking to one of your staff about my account, my loan, uh, my financial future. And so you can't get there without highly engaged staff. So from member experience, the place you're trying to get to is that wow experience where you say that was impressive. Unfortunately, a lot of credit unions are mastering the we met your needs and they're just now beginning to look at how easy did we make it to do business with us. And uh, But uh, again, that makes sense given the low levels of engagement that credit union employees currently have in their work. Right. And Mike, how does member experience differ from outstanding member service? Yeah. Um, it's the idea that you're going to get past the we met your needs to we're going to make it really easy to do business with you. And then to that next level, that high level, uh, that wow experience or that really impressive experience. Here's, here's an example. Uh, when you go to the doctor... I don't know if you've noticed this, but I have because it makes me crazy. They ask you if you have heart history in your family three times. They ask you if you have high blood pressure three times. Are the three different forms? It's like a lie detector test. Exactly. <laughs> or what are they looking for? And like, yes, I'm lying. I actually have, you know, uh, one, you got me 180 over. Time. Yeah. So they ask you that. So I finally asked. So I find it interesting that you're asking the same question multiple times on these different forms. And she said, oh yeah, that's because someone different handles each of those three different forms. 
We have three different computer systems we put it in. So they make you fill it out three times. So the idea is, see, now we don't store them out of the doctor's office for that. But what's the difference? So when I go to one of my doctors, they have it on a tablet now. And so I go in and I answer the questions one time because now everybody can access that software in the back office and get the right answers to their questions or it automatically is propagating their software on their back end. I only have to answer it once. And so then that impresses me and I'll go, that's really something. That's impressive. So that's the level of customer experience for a doctor you're trying to create. And so I was talking to one of my clients the other day and we were talking about how difficult it is to take the time to sell to a member. And I said, what are some of the things that get in the way of that? And she said, paperwork. And I said, well, can you give me an example? And she said, it takes 30 minutes to change somebody's name. So if somebody gets married, right, and takes a takes another name, it takes 30 minutes to do that because there's three different forms that have to be filled out. And it just struck me, this is exactly like the doctor. And now this credit you would never say that we don't do a great job at member experience, but in fact, they're doing the exact same thing that frustrates everybody else. So we're not really building our processes from the member side in. What are we doing? We're building them from the compliance department out. Well, we've got to get all this information and it's got to go to three different locations. So they need to fill out these three different forms rather than doing what that doctor did, which is said, okay, we need some way to not inconvenience our members and make it seem like we're doing dumb things. Because nobody wants to go to a doctor that doesn't seem to have enough sense Yeah, to have you put it down one time. Right. And so kind of the end goal is member experience. You know, you can talk about member service and all this, but at the end of the day, it's about member experience. Well, that's really all that you have to market, to tell you the truth, as a differentiator. I mean... Uh, for credit unions, all of you that are out there listening to me, if you've invented a product, that's great. You probably haven't. And if you had, somebody else has already copied it. They went, <laughs> wow, Credit Union ABC is making money off of it. I think we'll do that too. So uh, we don't dominate in the number of locations, the, the newness of the technology, uh, certainly not on rate anymore uh, because uh, we've got so many of the same factors out there that other financial institutions do. There's just nothing to compete and differentiate on anymore except in the area of member experience and something that can survive a technology-fueled disruption because you know things are going to get hacked, things are going to not have electricity for a little while. Yeah. And um, But if what you can do is you can survive that technology-fueled disruption because you have these highly engaged people and that you're thinking... How do we restore people? How do we take this bad situation and make it as good as possible in a way that people go, wow, then you can really make a difference in the marketplace, but you're not going to do it on all the things we've been thinking we're going to compete on. Right. So if you're, if you're talking to leaders right now at credit unions who are like, I want to you know, have better member experience with my team, hmm. what if you could kind of break it down, what are some of those critical elements that credit union leaders must master to be able to create this great member experience? The ability to be able to lead culture is very important. And if uh, credit union leaders are interested, they can go back to season one 
of the credit union leader where we uh, address this issue of uh, leadership, cultural leadership in great detail. But certainly, you've got to be able to lead in culture. And what I mean is you've got to know what your core purpose is. That's got to be communicated in every point, um, in every place as a driving factor for every decision that you've made. And your ability to be able to explain that is very, very important. Uh, So leadership and then management and coaching skills have got to be developed, have got to be developed. And I'm telling you, we are are doing such great work with our Vertex management training program because credit unions are seeing now that they have invested very little time and money in developing their managers. And all the research keeps coming out saying, if you don't have effective managers, you're not going to have effective member experience. You're not going to have engaged employees. And so you've got to have managers who know how to manage, team build, motivate employees, and coach. And if you don't, you're not going to get there. You're not going to get there. And of course, there's all the technologies too. But I mean, we could talk about that at some other point in time. Yet the technology is important and the systems are important. But Never underestimate a disengaged employee's ability to utilize some sophisticated technology to keep them from working hard. Right. Yeah. I, I can tell story after story after uh, things I've seen credit union employees do to utilize technology to say, oh, if I do that, then I don't really have to work hard anymore. Rather than if I do this, this technology will really advance my ability to be able to help the member. <laughs> Does one come to mind? Oh, yeah. Uh, I was at a uh, credit Union of Florida, they'd asked me to come down and do a member experience audit. So they had all their branches that looked just alike, beautiful. They looked just alike, different sizes based on their locations, but all looking alike and all these great technologies. And the employees were dressed to the nines. They looked so great. So when the member comes in, they sign in on an iPad. So no receptionist, you know. And then the beauty of the iPad is they would tell you your estimated wait time. Like if you call a call center and they'll say your estimated wait time. So you're in a queue so they can give you your estimated wait time. And of course, the person who works at the credit union already knows what you want because you've indicated your service request. So what happens? That technology that's being implemented to help the member understand, we know you're here and we know you're waiting and it's not going to take longer than this. And whoever deals with you is already going to be ahead of the game because they know what you want is being leveraged by somebody over in the office in the corner that I saw who was playing blackjack on their computer. And now, why did she feel comfortable doing that even though there were people in the lobby? Because she could see on her screen how long they'd been waiting and what the promised wait time was. And so then the screen turns from green to yellow to red once they've been waiting too long. So she was still in the green phase. So she could keep playing blackjack even though there was somebody in the lobby waiting to be served. And so then when it turned yellow, you could see her facial expression turn to, you know, dang it. And uh, (laughs) then right before it went to red, she X'd out of blackjack, rolled her desk, uh, rolled her chair across the slicky mat and went, kneel. And they looked over there and said, oh, I guess we need to go over there now. And the person that was taking me on the branch tours and I looked at each other and I said to her, that's not how it's supposed to go, is it? She goes, no, she's not supposed to do it that way. But see, there's the example. You had an employee 
who leveraged a technology to allow her to not work hard for the member when it was designed for something completely differently. But the bottom line is this is the disengaged employee. So the branch looks great. The technology is great. The product's great. Everybody's dressed great. Guess what you got? So at the end of the day, and of course we saw other evidences of disengaged employees as we went branch to branch. So at the end of the day, the uh, executive team said, well, what did you see? And I said, I saw the most beautifully decorated coffins I've ever seen in my life. I said, the problem is there's still dead people in them though. <laughs> oh man. And, uh, well, and you know, they looked at me really stunned. They kind of had a nervous laughter, but then they, they got it. I mean, they, they knew. They right. knew, but what where they had spent their energies on was let's build beautiful branches that are branded because they're homogenous in their appearance. Let's get our people looking professional. Uh, let's get technologies that'll impress the member. And in fact, if you go in the boardroom, they don't have pictures of employees. They got pictures of their branches on the boardroom table, not pictures of employees, blueprints. So this is the idea. We we we're still. A lot of us in this idea, if we build it, they will come, right? So all we've got to do is build the thing, right? And then we get these better technologies and better looking branches so people are going to be drawn to. If we can get an awesome looking brand, that's fine. You get them in the door. But if you're still dealing with the same numbskulls, then you go like, okay, well, there's really no difference here. Right. So let's let's kind of go a little bit deeper into employee engagement because mm-hmm. I want to I want to make sure everybody understands that mm-hmm. because you know, that's where member experience comes from based on what you're saying. Right. So would you just remind me of your definition of employee engagement again? I really liked it and I want to make sure that I get it clearly. It's the intellectual and emotional commitment to something, in this case work, that produces a behavior. And again, that's the key thing, produces a behavior uh, that allows the credit union, in our case, to fulfill its mission and its promises to its members and the communities they serve. So it's it's emotional and intellectual commitment that produces a behavior from, from the bottom line. Again, and employee satisfaction is different because I can say, I'm satisfied with my pay. I'm satisfied with my benefits. I'm satisfied with my time off. I'm satisfied with my manager. And it doesn't impact their work in any way. It doesn't make them work harder. It doesn't make them work less hard. It's just, I am not probably most likely thinking about leaving right now. That's kind of what employee satisfaction measures. And uh, I, I'm not going to burn down the building. So I'm, <laughs> we're not going to have a coup d'etat, right? right? But employee engagement is a much, much higher level. So what factors do influence employee engagement? Um, leadership and management. Interesting. Remember when you asked, what are two huge factors in member experience? Leader, cultural leadership and management. What are two big factors? The biggest factors, 70% is just the direct manager. Now, we do employee engagement surveys for uh, credit unions all over the United States and Canada. And so we've built up a pretty good library of understanding the keys to outstanding employee engagement. And one of those is I'm connected with my work in an emotional way. So leadership connects people with their work. Managers connect people with their work. How so? 
Managers equip people. Managers create an effective work environment. Managers direct work. Managers bring people together. Managers uh, help people to maximize their talents. Coaches have the ability to teach how to do it better, redirect ineffective behavior. But leadership also then has the ability to connect people with work. So if I want you to find ways to improve our members' financial life, then one of the things I'll think about culturally is, gee, we probably need to start tracking dollars saved per member rather than what most leaders do and try to convince the employees whoever sold the most checking accounts is checking queen for second quarter of this year. And what we found in our research uh, that we did with uh, Feline, attributes and skills common among high-performing credit union employees, is that credit union employees from their ethos, so to speak, have more in common with people that work at the Red Cross than people that work at a bank. So patting somebody on the back for how much product they sold has no connection to work for them. Now, if you say, hey, last month you saved members $3,000, now they're like, wow, I made, I did that? And we've got example after example at our credit unions that, you know, when I first started working there, the employees were hoping my plane would crash on the way, you know, <laughs> over there so that the guy with the funny accent doesn't come try to get us to do things we don't want to do uh, to, uh, hey, Mike, can we get on one of your podcasts or one of your webinars and tell other credit unions about the fact that this is something they've got to do because they're not really making a difference in the lives of members if they're not saving them money. And to see that transformation, that is a leadership thing that happens because operationally, in my CFO brain, in my compliance brain, more checking accounts is better. Whoever sells the most is better. And let's recognize them and they'll want to do it more. Well, I don't want to exaggerate it too much, but I would do want to make the point. I mean, for a credit union employee, most credit union employees anyway, you, you might as well be saying, hey, you know, you didn't rob enough liquor stores this last <laughs> month. <laughs> well, I don't want to rob any liquor stores. <laughs> I know, but we got a minimum liquor store robberies, and you were below the minimum liquor store robberies. And so, see, Sandy, Sandy knocked over 100 liquor stores. And so she's the liquor store robbery leader who's, dude, you're making my brain hurt. I don't want to rob any liquor stores. And, and so they find selling things to people as something I don't want to do because selling to them seems to be a manipulative act. Now, of course, I don't think that's true because we all buy things from people who really educate us on how to use them. And we say, hey, I think I need that. But just the word selling creates this pejorative. And so it's just so important to, as a leader to connect people with work in a way that they won't see unless you do it. And that's not just a natural skill for people who've grown up operationally focused, financially focused. They don't just understand, what do I do to connect people with work? That's a different type of skill that can be learned and utilized. So leadership, management, coaching, critical to employee engagement. Leadership, management, coaching, critical to member <laughs> experience. And so X and Y have crisscrossed right there. Yeah. So for leaders listening to this and they're like, man, I really want to make sure that I'm doing a great job at helping my team with employee engagement. Mm -hmm. You know, we've we've created a checklist yep. for those leaders. Uh, and this is based on decades of experience. Mm -hmm. um, and Mike, you've developed this. Would you tell us a little bit more about that and, and how yeah. leaders can get a hold of it? We just created a, a simple checklist for uh, credit union leaders who want to understand if they have put together the systems and the pieces 
that will allow them to understand the level of engagement of their employees. I mean, that, that's the first thing you've got to assess is what is the engagement of my employees? And so a simple checklist that we'll be happy to share with people that listen to the, to the podcast, do I have the pieces in place to be able to understand how engaged my employees are, which then allows me to understand what I need to do, if anything, then to move forward in engaging my employees in a deeper way. So if you want this checklist, it is available for free. Yep. Uh, you go to servicestarconsulting.com mm-hmm. slash podcast. So that's Serva, no CE on service. So servicestarconsulting.com slash podcast. Download that checklist for free so you can help your team with employee engagement. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're happy to do that and uh, excited to provide that tool for creating leaders to be able to ask themselves, all right, do I have this thing, that thing, and the other thing that will allow me to understand the level of engagement of my employees so then I can determine what's my next steps and how do I create greater engagement? Yeah, it's almost like a personal audit. Yeah. So, Mike, I'm just thinking about employee engagement, you know, in the marketplace in mm. general, just out in the world. Mm-hmm. And I don't really see much of that employee engagement that you're talking about. Yeah. Am I right? Oh, it's epidemic. In fact, uh, the Gallup Group does a survey, a workplace survey, every year, and they've done it for the last several years. About 71% of the employees in the United States say they're disengaged in their work. 55% of them say they're simply disengaged meaning work doesn't matter to them. It's a means to an end. And I think that's become the natural state, unfortunately, of the workplace where what I want to do is something drastically different than what I'm doing, but this pays the bills. So then the mindset becomes how much can I do I have to do to retain my job? Yeah, that bare minimum. Right. For people like you, for people like me, and for some of those listening to this podcast, work is a life-giving thing. We enjoy it. We find meaning in it. We, uh, It's important for us to be perceived as being good at it. And, uh, you know, for me, what I do, I, I love, I never feel like I'm working. Uh, for at least 55% of the people in the United States, they say that that's not, I'd rather be doing something than working, but what I want to do doesn't pay the bills, so I'm going to work. And then on top of that, there's another 16%, according to the survey, that are actively disengaged. Actively disengaged. Right? <laughs> what does that even mean? What that means is, not only do I not like work, I don't want you to like work either. <laughs> right? That's terrible. So, right. So I'm creating problems in the workplace. So when the new employee comes, I pull them aside and say, Leah, let me tell you the way it really works around here, Sparky. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hey, I got a question. Why do we keep, you know, doing the stuff that we know doesn't work? And, you know, they're the ones that just try to find ways for it not to work, reasons that won't work. I call them the disorienters. You know, your new employee comes in when you orient them and then you take them out there and put them in some department and then they get disoriented by somebody who says, well, whatever they told you is a lie. Let me tell you how it really works around here. Hmm. You want to know how to navigate this place? Listen to me, kid. <laughs> and uh, so uh, they're, they're constantly challenging things, telling us why something won't work, why it's a bad idea. And so that's another 16%, so around 71%. It's epidemic. Uh, the Gallup Group estimates that about $350 billion per year is lost in productivity 
So that's billion with a B, and it's 350 billion dollars per year in lost productivity. And of course, that makes sense because if I do it really, really slow, then it's going to take longer to do. I'm going to say I'm overworked. You're going to hire another person. Now it takes two people to do it. Uh, I make a mistake. Somebody's got to come back behind me and redo it. That's another. Uh, amount of time or a person. Uh, I'm going to use all of my personal leave. I'm going to call in sick on days I'm not really sick. I'm going to, you know, uh, at $350 billion, it's, it's pretty easy to see with those epidemic numbers. Yeah, this stuff really matters when it comes down to it. Not just kind of, I guess that's a, a national stat. Yeah. But it, also for your individual business, your credit union. Oh, cut it in half. <laughs> cut it in half and tell me you still don't have a problem. Let's just say 35% of your employees are disengaged. Let's just tell me uh, just over a third of our employees are disengaged and try to explain to me that's not a problem. Right. Right. So uh, you can't, you almost can't make this not be something we've got to pay attention to. And I think any credit union leader uh, who is ignoring the idea of employee engagement is just simply whistling through the graveyard as they attempt to move their credit union into this member experience environment that they want to create. Mike, as we kind of wrap this episode up and, you know, circling back to the dynamics between these two topics here, you know, member experience and employee engagement, how and where do you see these two intersect? Um, I, again, I just think it's so important to understand that they intersect at this point that your employees must love your credit union if your members are also going to love it because your members are going to intersect with your employees at some point. And all the technology and all the great product are not going to save you because I've seen over and over again, as we have as consumers, disengaged employees ignoring or misusing a technology that is designed to make it easier for the customer or member in our credit union world to do their job. And it's being undermined by disengaged employee. So uh, when we get to that point where we never have employees, only machines, then we won't have to worry about employee engagement, I guess, <laughs> right? But then the problem becomes, then where's going to be the differentiation for your credit union? There is going to be none. That's when we're going to be down to about 600 credit unions in the United States of America instead of, you know, the, the six 7,000 we have now because there will be no differentiation. It will just be a matter of how big are you and how much technology can you afford. Um, and, and mid-sized players, which really are the predominantly most significantly numbered credit unions around the United States and Canada. They won't exist because they can't exist in that environment. So for leaders who are, you know, wanting to go deeper into these really important things, mm -hmm. you know, how does your organization help credit unions to maximize member experience and employee engagement? Well, from employee engagement, uh, we have uh, a management development system called Vertex, which is delivered across various platforms we have a, a Vertex Live program, which is a three-day management training program. So a credit union can get all of their managers trained on a research-based program. Our research that we did with Feline, uh, attributes and skills common among high-performing credit union managers, informed us on the topics for and the training in this class. So it's a three-day 
class done on site so a credit can get all of its managers up and going. We also have a one-on-one -on -one version called Vertex and it's done remotely uh, via webinar and computer-based training where we actually work with an individual manager one-on-one -on -one each month, providing them with a new training topic and a debriefing of that topic and an action plan to implement those skills. And then we also report back to that participant's manager how that participant is doing and providing that manager with insights and how they can further develop this emerging manager. So we've got Vertex Live and Vertex. We've also got a program called Vertex for Future Managers. So you can identify someone in your organization who you think might have some management ability and begin to get them trained very inexpensively and easily so that when they are given the call to be a manager, they're ready from day one rather than ineffective from day one. So for employee engagement, because 70% of an employee's engagement becomes directly tied to their experience with their manager, you've got to have really great managers if you're going to have employee experience. There's nothing more you're going to do more effectively than invest in your managers to develop employee engagement. And so our Vertex program has been uh, trusted and tried over the last several years, and um, it just it works in an outstanding way. We're very proud of it. And then for member experience, we have an entire suite of services called ServiceStar, Member Experience Builder, which provides the credit union with all of the training of their coaches and their employees on how to create great member experience, how to coach great member experience, how to develop incentives, how to um, uh, lead effectively in culture, how technologies, we have technologies that help credit unions with new member onboarding, with sales tracking, internal service tracking, external service tracking. So it's a package of consulting, training, and systems that would allow a credit union to be able to dominate member experience by implementing this system. And so, as I alluded to earlier, 100% of the top selling credit unions in the United States are our clients. 95% of the top rated service credit unions in the United States are our clients. So ServiceStar uh, indisputably works and uh, it's only designed for credit unions. We, in fact, we only work with credit unions. So it's credit union centered, meaning then for us, for the credit union, it's member centered. And it really is involved in member experience, not just selling more product. Uh, so those are the two ways that we impact our, our topics from today. Yeah. And if you want to start the conversation with Mike Neal and his team, yeah. go to servicestarconsulting.com and make sure and grab that free checklist so that you as a leader can help employee engagement. So that's servicestar, no CE on service, servicestarconsulting.com slash podcast. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that like to reach out to me personally, Mike at servicestarconsulting.com. That's Mike at servicestarconsulting.com. Be happy to talk with you. You've been listening to the Credit Union Leadership Podcast with Mike Neal. If you want Michael Neal and Associates to help you and your credit union develop a thriving credit union culture, visit servicestarconsulting.com.